Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is Linda Thompson, your host for The Author Show. If you're like me, I'm sure you've often questioned the meaning of life and death. Why are we here? And is there really a hereafter? Is it all a fairy tale illusion? And if not, what are the facts to back it up? Today, we're talking with Elsa Briskoff, author of Death is an Illusion, a logical explanation based on Martinez' worldview. Elsa joins us from her home in Spain, and I am delighted to say, Elsa, welcome to the author's show. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm really excited to be here. Elsa, will you please give us a quick overview of Death is an Illusion? Yes, I will, indeed. Death is an Illusion is a general introduction to the worldview of Martinus, the Danish missionary and mystic. And I encountered the Martinus material in 1995, and I was so enthusiastic when I found it that I thought, whoa, I have to tell somebody about it. And that resulted in my book, Death is an Illusion. And what is explained in the book about other things is that we are not identical to this physical body. So when we think that we die, we don't die. It's just the physical body, the instrument that we have that dies. And our I or self or spirit, which is identical to our consciousness, pulls out of the physical body and moves on to the spiritual plane from where it then after some time will reincarnate. So the whole point of this book is to tell people that death is indeed an illusion. We do not only live one life. So how did you find out about Martinez in the first place? <laughs> I think this was a question of when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. Because I had been searching for my whole life and I was also an atheist. But still, I had a lot of questions about what's it all about, where are we coming from, where are we going. And one day, I simply encountered a book about Martinez, and that was just introducing him. And then my husband and I bought all the books we could lay our hands on that he had written. And it took me about a year to read the majority of his work, which is in its totality 10,000 pages. So it's quite a mouthful. And as I said, I was so enthusiastic about it that I started writing about it in English. I am Danish, of course, so I can read his work in its original language. So what exactly was it about his teachings that inspired you to write, and I think it is a total of five books so far, about his work? Six books, yes. It was the overwhelming logic of what he writes. Because, you know, you've heard about spiritual stuff, and most religions are not very logical. They just tell you to believe without telling you why you should believe, and without giving you a solid explanation. But the Martinez's work so appealed to my intellect that I've never read anything that appealed to my intellect to the same degree. And that was what really bowled me over about it, that, whoa, this is so logical. It makes total sense. This has to be the truth about life and death and the illusion of both. So it was as if the truth vibrated from every page I read. So that was what really convinced me. Elsa, who would you consider to be the ideal reader of Death is an Illusion? Well, it has not necessarily to be rather broad because my ideal reader is 
an atheist who is a searching soul, or I could say all searching souls who are looking for a logical explanation to the mystery of life. I don't consider my work at all very suitable for those who are religious, because they already have a good place to stand on, whereas those who are atheists and are seekers, they are looking, they are looking for logic, they're looking for a a good explanation to what life is about. So those will be the ones that I have written it for, obviously. Not the religious people. They are not hungry for it. They are not ill, if I can put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you talk about having been an atheist and how Martinez' work changed your life. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. Well, I was 45 when I encountered the Martinez material, and up till then, I think that life to me was only about survival. It was about getting a job, finding a husband, having children, and making enough money to make it all function. And it was like, it was so empty. In many ways, it was really empty. And once I encountered the Martinez material, I could suddenly see a whole world picture. I could see the bigger picture. I could see where we were coming from, where we were going, why we were here. I could see that this life is not the only one. I could see how we can create our fate when we become knowledgeable about the law of karma. And I could see how I could shape my life. And I became so much happier. Everything made sense that it was just (laughs) a lovely, lovely thing. And also the Martinez worldview is a deeply optimistic one that he tells us where we are going and it's all very attractive. We have so many good things to look forward to once we have outlived the greed and the war and all the not so pleasant things that we are living through at this moment. But this is just a stage and we will outgrow it. Well, if I'm following you correctly, Martinez's work wasn't religious as such. So would you say it lends itself to the scientific side or to the spiritual side of a person's belief system? It's a spiritual science, which means that Martinez's work, it's not a religion. That is very important to stress. But it is spiritual science, and that means his work reveals the laws that govern the spiritual level, because When we look at the world, we have to realize that we have two levels of existence. We have the physical level, but we also have the spiritual level. And the spiritual level is where everything has its cause. It's where everything comes from. Because it's like our thoughts are also spiritual. It is based on our thoughts that we do everything we do. So Martinus of Spiritual Science explains the workings of the spiritual level and the workings of the physical level. So it is a complete holistic philosophy comprising both the physical and the spiritual levels. Hmm. So in the context of written history, Martinus is fairly recent. How long did he live and during what period of time? He was born in 1890 in the north of Jutland in Denmark under very poor circumstances. He didn't know who his father was. (laughs) When he was 30, he had two very profound spiritual experiences, which made his consciousness expand. He experienced an expansion of his consciousness, which made him able to see beyond the physical plane and into the spiritual level. And we can also say that he achieved cosmic consciousness, which means he had a consciousness that could encompass the whole of cosmos. 
This happened when he was 30. And from that time until his death in 1981, at the age of 90, he wrote every day. And at the end of his life, he had written 10,000 pages of spiritual wisdom. And I tell you, when you have read it, you are so bowled over. You are so overwhelmed by the magnitude of what he reveals. It is really, really mind-blowing. And I can only recommend that as many people as possible read it because it explains everything and then some. <laughs> I really have to say that. Well, 10,000 pages is a lot of pages to read. So tell me, you talk about eternal beings. What do you mean by that phrase? I mean that something that is eternal has no beginning and no end. So obviously, if it had a beginning, it wouldn't be eternal. And if it had an ending, it wouldn't be eternal either. Huh? And we are eternal beings. The universe is eternal. And we are part of this eternal universe. And we are just as eternal as the universe is. But in order to live through all this time, we move in cycles. We move in cycles that also move upwards in spirals so that we don't experience the same thing over and over again. And that is one of the great things that Martinez explains is that how we move through eternity, how we move from being on the spiritual plane in total bliss, then going on to the physical plane where we have to experience darkness and suffering and then how we move away from the suffering and onto the spiritual plane again and then we make a new cycle. It's all explained in my book, Death is an Illusion. It's a bit complicated to explain it here because there are many factors, but we are eternal beings. And I think that is a very interesting thought. How does the idea of reincarnation come into play with Martinez's way of thought? Oh, Martinez explains that we evolve through life. We come from the animal kingdom or even from the plant kingdom, but we have all been animals and we have been apes and we have been primitive human beings. I mean, our ancestors are us. It's not as if our ancestors were somebody else. We have lived personally through the whole human evolution. And at this point in time, we have reached what Martinez called the earthly human beings. We are earthly human beings. We're not finished human beings yet because we still have wars and greed and lies and cheating and all that. And a finished human being wouldn't do those things. But we are on our way towards such a place where we will become real human beings. And Martinus was a real human being, as was Jesus. And we are all on our way towards that. And you can imagine what the world will look like. Like Martinus says that in 500 years, we will have fought the last war of, on this planet. And from then on, it will start to go really quickly. And imagine what a world would look like with real finished human beings who really only live to serve others to emanate universal love. And I mean, the process of reincarnation is also completely explained in Martinez's work. How does it work? And what does it take? And who are we born to? Who will become our next parents and all that? I don't know if we have time to come into that, to get into all that, because it is something that takes a lot of explanation. Well, we'll have our listeners read all of that explanation. So tell me, how does the near-death experiences that we've all heard about come into play. Is there really this bright light and feeling of welcoming warmth as we cross over? Or is all that nothing more than a feel-good myth? No, no, it's absolutely true. 
Martino says that dying is an, a most wonderful experience and that we all die at the most loving time. We'll die when we are ready to die and it will be a wonderful experience, just as the near-death experiences say. I mean, Martino totally agrees with what near-death experiences say because we are not identical to our physical body. We are identical to our spiritual body or our consciousness. And it is when our consciousness pulls out of the physical body that the near-death experiences experience this thing. They move out of the body. They can see what is happening down below and they are attracted to a white light. And some of them go there and they have the most wonderful experience. And then sadly for them, <laughs> they are told, well, it's not your time yet. You have to go back. And none of them is very easy, eager to go back because it is absolutely fantastic on the spiritual level. So, I mean, the near-death experiences are experiencing exactly what Martina says. What would you say is the most important message you want to share in Death is an Illusion? I think there are two very important messages. One is that we are not identical to our physical body. And the sooner we get our heads around that, the better and the happier we will be. Because imagine how wonderful it is to live a life where you have no reason to fear death. The other really important thing is that we have to become knowledgeable about the workings of the law of karma. I mean, the law of karma is very simple to understand. It states you weep as you sow. And when I look at the world and I see so many people sowing so many bad things like war and shooting and killing and killing animals and eating meat and being greedy, being egoistic, being intolerant, all those things will come back to them as their own fate. So if you want to be sure that you have a happy fate in this life and in the future lives, you must sow kindness and help and compassion and universal love. And I know this doesn't come from one day to the next, but we can all practice. We can all practice being less lying, being less cheating, being less greedy. We can all practice those things. But to believe that you can live a whole life scraping money only for yourself, and then that you will have a happy life in your next incarnation, that is a big illusion. <laughs> that is a great message, and it's one that I think everyone needs to hear. So, Elsa, will you please read for us a short excerpt from Death is an Illusion? Yeah, I will indeed. I'm reading from Chapter 12, The Principle of Reincarnation. The title is A Logical Development. Reincarnation is a universal principle. Every living being reincarnates, be it particles, atoms, molecules, cells, organs, plants, animals, humans, planets, suns, etc. As the being reincarnates, it also slowly develops from life to life. This development follows a logical progression in tune with our advance through the spiral cycle. This means that when we are, for instance, humans, we will reincarnate as humans in the next and in the next and in the next life, etc. For each life, our bodily looks may evolve slightly, we may outgrow illnesses, we may develop talents from one life to the other, and gradually our bodily structure will be finer, but our bodies will have to follow a logical line of development. We cannot be a human being in this life and a rat or a whale in the next. That is impossible, because in order to create a specific body, we have to have talents for the creation of that specific body. 
We develop and refine our talents for bodily creation as we progress through the cycle. We cannot just create a body out of the blue. We have to have some tools in order to create a body and our talents are those tools. The body that we have today has mainly been created by ourselves through the accumulation of talents for bodily creation that we have developed through practice during many, many lives. The genes of our parents play only a minor role, as we shall see later. Because our talents only know how to make a body like the one we have today, the body that we will have in our next life will resemble the one we have now, with the exception of a few traits that we will take from our parents. Let us take a closer look at reincarnation. So tell me, Elsa, where can we learn more about you, about your work and all your other books? And most of all, where can we purchase Death is an Illusion, a logical explanation based on Martina's worldview? On my website, newspiritualscience.com, I present all my books and I have a blog there that you can read. I have loads of articles and I have loads of stuff that is free to download, videos, audios, articles. It's really a place where you can go and become much more informed about what this is all about. So newspiritualscience.com. And we can purchase your books right off your website? Yes. Elsa, it's been a long time since a book and a philosophy has captured me as much as your death is an illusion. Thank you so much for visiting with us today to introduce us to Martinez and his work. We have followers from around the globe who are going to be as eager to start reading as I am. And I do hope that you continue to write. And when you publish your next book, I'd love to have you come back to chat again. Oh, I've already written the next book. It's called Reincarnation in a Nutshell. Why Real Carnation is Real is the subtitle, and it will be published in January, so I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. And as one reviewer wrote, and I quote, as many people experience once in a while, the right thing happens at the right time. This is the case with this book, inasmuch as I had struggled with the concept of death, religion, and life, both my own and those around me. Elsa's book will leave those who read it with a feeling of calm and peacefulness, unquote. Personally, I am fascinated by the concepts in Elsa's book, and our conversation today has left me thirsty for more. While I am not religious in any sense of the word, I do see myself as a spiritual being, and perhaps Elsa and Martinez has some answers for my ever-present questions, and maybe for some of yours as well. And I thank you for listening. Please visit theauthorshow.com to listen to other featured authors. These interviews are available to book buyers worldwide, on demand every day, 24-7. And for those who like audiobooks, please check out our audio bookstore at theaudiobookmarket.com. If you have written a book and would like to be a guest on the show, visit theauthorshow.com. Complete the interview request form and we will contact you shortly thereafter. The Author Show is a great way to market your book by getting in front of your target audience with a high-quality interview that will make a real impact. Please visit us again as we continue to bring you great books and really interesting authors on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.